grandpa had a prolific scrotum. Welcome to Motorcycles and you miss the home of Grandpa Scrotum. Coming to you. <laughs> You're coming into your own in this podcast, John. I love it. <laughs> Take that energy and run with it, son. <laughs> coming to you from the Reese. Talk about Scrotum, I'm ready to run. Here in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Well, you know what? Um, this is, I think, a momentous occasion. It's been a long time since we have had a full house and boy, we are... We are at capacity. It's full. It yeah. is full. We have Fucked so many here. scrotums in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> so many dirty, unwashed tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to it. It's uh, but it feels good. It feels like the old days when Indeed. we had. Uh... Yeah, we're all getting sick as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've always yeah. been sick. Oh. Uh, hey, everyone. This is Liza. Let's see if I can do this real call. Let's see. By the door, joining us. For the second time? We have poached him from Cleveland second Moto. Time? Yes, I'm, I'm, this is the second time I've been here. Thank you very much. It's First Matt. time was, it's Matt. First time was the Numb hey. Nuts Challenge. Yes. Right. And then you went and narked on us to Cleveland Moto. No, 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 no. <laughs> And uh, coming up next, sitting next to me within striking distance, it's Lila. <laughs> hey, guys. Back for more. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. and you've got a story to tell today. I sure do. Yeah, you do. Running the board, even though he wasn't supposed to be here. I'm back, baby, like a butt crack. It's Stumpy John. <laughs> MotoGP is the greatest thing in the world. You were supposed Thank to be so somewhere. You were no spoilers. To be somewhere else, Everyone needs you? to watch I that. Race. I was supposed yeah. to be in Jackson, Mississippi, but that didn't happen. Yeah, airlines, yo. Yep. On the classy girl couch. It's Miss Emma. Hello, darlings. I'm I'm simply thrilled to be here. It's a full house tonight. It is. Normally, you see the classic old couch. It's it it's spacious. It's spacious, but I'm sharing it with with two handsome fellows, and it's it's not as not as spacious as it has been in the past. These these fellow gentlemen have. Oh, but you're feeling classy. Oh yes. No, you 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 both are classing up the joint. Well, let's get to (laughs) who's next on the classic girl couch. It's Cat. Hey everybody, I'm back. Hey. And then, uh, have you been here before? It's first time here. First time you have no idea what's going Welcome on. Welcome to hell, bitch. Time. <laughs> 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 looks like a deer caught in the headlights. Uh, yeah, join us for the I first do. time. I like it's Patrick. Hey, and Patrick, just so you know, when I do this, hey, hey. Uh, squeeze my fingers together, I'm not making fun of your penis size. I'm trying to get closer to the mic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or maybe I'm making fun of your penis. You figure it out. It's a little ticklish. And over, let's see, uh, baby in the corner. It's Knock. Hey, what's up, dickheads? <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Yeah. Let's see. And then, uh, oh, yeah. Looking all handsome over there. It's Douglas. Ooh. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, oh, Douglas. <laughs> and then, let's see. Ginger number three. I didn't. No, I'm number two. Oh, you're number two tonight. Ginger number two. It's Brandon. Conchas. Kiss a ginger. 25 cents only. I left the quarters in my truck. Oh, Wait, we don't have to pay people for them to kiss us? Hey, that's good laundry, buddy. No, they pay us. Be they pay us? Uh, hey, hey, hey. In How do you mic. think I pay my rent? All right, but we're not done yet. We still got more There's to go. Still more people. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. speaking of Grandpa Scrotums, it's Ray Ray. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, let's just say I got, a, I got a good, I got a good view. I got a good view. Let's just say. I'm not, not even wearing my shorts. He's not wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and keep, and keep going around the room. It's Micah. Yo, yo, wiki, wiki. And then uh, I think uh, you're. Your lovely Charlie will be joining us soon. Eventually, once he finishes putting his bike back together, yeah, as usual. Putting stuff together. <laughs> but we're still not done, because who can forget Ginger number one? It's Bagel. Nobody puts Bagel in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to tell you, but there's actually four gingers in the house, because the carpet does not match the dress. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. You're not supposed to tell Emma's secrets. Emma, were you disrobing <laughs> <laughs> again? <laughs> uh, Emma, I appreciate that you made it in here on time and didn't stop to wash your hands on the way here. No, I, I no, I don't know. Like, <laughs> jazz hands. That is, um, mm, 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 mm. That's I like eating potato chips with hands like that. It just adds that extra. No, flavor. it's it, it, it's exactly. It's oh. got that oil ba- based flavor. Mm. Getting mm-hmm. extra ironing. No, I was busy. As you know, I was busy being the yard boss and yelling at people, which <laughs> I enjoy doing thoroughly. I, yes. Hey, and uh, you helped a guy today who showed up with, um, you know, it's one of, I, I say, it, there's a group of bikes I hate working on. I hate it when people show up with these. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. sport bikes in the... 1985 to basically like 2000. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, Japan was learning a lot how to make things smaller, you know? And so they're put together weird. But, I mean, what an iconic bike. This was a, an 89 slingshot Suzuki. Um, and I just find that um, bikes at that age, that's when they tried to cram all the stuff underneath yes. things and behind things. And you need like special, you need to disjoint your fingers to reach spark plugs and stuff. Right. And you're getting higher tech, so there's weird relays and sensors and stuff. And they're now of that age, shit's going bad. Well, and this one in particular, just massive corrosion on every single joint. But I mean, the bike had lived in Santa Cruz by the ocean all its life. Mm. Oh, dear. Wow. And every joint was just awful and so what i said to him i said look we're gonna pick the one component we know is the worst of the lot which was actually the main starter relay and we're gonna work out from there and work backwards from there Hmm. and so that was the grand plan so that bike was he was the original owner of that bike he He was the original owner of that bike he bought it new in 1989 from all american Yeah. Wow. Oh, crazy. God. Yeah, all American on Ocean Street, not Ocean Street, Forty First Extension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess you you helped him, and and I, the one thing I do know when trying to diagnose electrical, because he started saying, "Well, you know, I was cleaning the bike, and I think maybe I got something wet over in here," and I'm like, "Don't do that. You start from the battery, and you start working from there. Never just build on an assumption or start right. somewhere." And what, what did you find was... Pro- the, oh, so the problem was it had no power, basically. Right. and Well, it was weird. It had some power. But a couple of the circuits were dead. It had had it, wiring harness work 
early in its life, mm. which is always a bad sign. Mm. Um, it's just huge amounts of corrosion. I mean, I'm still flabbergasted now. Every connector I pulled apart was green, powdery. This was not a garaged bike. No. It was yeah. not a garage bike. This is not a garaged bike. Wow. Dude, that's crazy. I mean, you had a cover over it, right? I mean, because the paint Yeah, like but that doesn't fresh. help. That doesn't help no. with all the salt right, right. in the air. Right, right. Yeah. No, I'm saying, but like it like it didn't look like a 30-year-old plus bike, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. no. Beautiful, at it. Paint bike. did not look fresh. No. The like the the emblems on the side mm-hmm. were had been painted at some point again. But oh. like I was pointing out, so on the tail section, the corners of the tail section, he had polished it down to the black ABS <laughs> on the corners of the tail oh, section. That's not good, bro. Like from cleaning, like it was, I guess from cleaning over the right. years or something. Well, even with or, the cover, or the, maybe just a cover wiping on. Like so it's outside and the edges were the cover, worn that, down. That the last thing that's going to dry is the bike, even with the cover on. Yeah, because of the yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah, but that's true. But hopefully, I think you get to a bike, and this is why I kind of discourage people from taking those on as projects because I look at it and say, "You're now at the point." Strip it down to the frame, go through every single thing, and while you're there, replace all the rubber hoses. And while you're there, you might as well be doing bearings and bushings too. Emma, did you just give him like a litany of basically doing a resto mod on that thing? What needs to be done? I saw you handing him a list or something. I know. I just gave him the part number. I said, Look, this is the one component we know is bad. But without this component, we can't test any of the other ones. Mm. So I said, there's the part number for the one component. Go get it. He found him one. I said, use genuine Suzuki parts. We'll put that on, and then we'll start going through it. Mm Kind of line by line. Is it hard to find those genuine parts for bikes that are that old? No. No. Not Japanese bikes like that. No. No, they're very easy to get parts, and genuine ones, too. I would have thought it would be so hard to find old parts like that. No, you know... So they're like 30... That bike's 30 years old, so... Yeah, but they produce so many, mm-hmm. and um, the way the Japanese manufacturers thought about how they were going to keep these bikes on the road, they made X number of parts. And, of course, you factor in a lot of these bikes got totaled, a lot of these bikes got stolen. A lot of these bikes died before their time, which left a glut of parts. And then what you find now is there's four or five specialists all over the world who've bought up all the remaining stock. So, you know, for Suzuki spares, you've got um, uh, Paul Miller, out east, you've got CSM, CSM and L in Holland. You've got Pagets in England, mm. and you know there's these players, these four or five players who seem to have all the parts. So, is this back in the time when like um, chop shops and stuff like that were around? So, like, there's lots of parts that are still floating around these days. Oh or? yeah, wow. Oh yeah, yeah. I do appreciate when when the people bring in the old classics though. It's, yeah, and it's, it's, and it's great that it's a one owner. I, I like helping them, but it's like, yeah, just so you know, start taking part. Taste, start taking it apart. You're not going to be able yeah. to just pull out a screwdriver and. Well, it, it's cool seeing it. like a 30 year old tech bike, you know, uh, roll up, and then next to like a fuck house super duke, you know, it's this crazy <laughs> looking thing, you know, it's pretty dupe. We had some good bikes here today. Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, our friend Yuri got a new toy. Yes, a bike that I have personally declared and 
It's not up for debate. It's the best looking ass in motorcycles. I yeah. What well, just pretty, hold it's pretty hot on that, Liza? I mean, I have to say the Gen One F four. Because I don't know whether uh, you noticed that Yuri's has square yeah, tail yeah, pipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll say, yeah, yeah Gen 1. So, yeah, the Moto Guzzi uh, F4. MV Best? Augusta? Yeah, oh, the sorry. MV Augusta is Yes, ass. MV Augusta. Best <laughs> looking ass on a bike. Absolutely Bar not. None. Next to mine, of not, course. Not up for negotiation. Yeah, there was don't a lot even of nice mention the RF. RF 900. RF 900. I know. RF 900. And then we had a new guy show up who... I'm a little bit concerned for, but maybe is going to be okay. Who? That's an awful I was lot of advice for me. Hard to give him advice about gear, and he was like, "You know, I'll be fine. I just won't fall." And I was like, "Well, <laughs> but, yeah. but if and when you do, though, how, how <laughs> that's why so they call them the actors." See, that's so, what I asked, man. and he said. I'm 18. Oh, that's yeah. scary. And, and yeah. I said, yeah. never crash. I said, you and your frontal lobe need to think about this. Yeah. So, what frontal lobe? For an 18 year old. So, yeah. yeah, nice guy, 18, uh, shows up on a Ducati, which month? 848. 848. He's doing 848. Great, He's doing and great. I'm like, oh, how long have you been riding? October. <laughs> six, yeah. six months or so. But Yikes. which normally I'd go into like, ah, oh, shit mode. Except this isn't his first bike. Okay. His first bike was a Ninja 400. Okay. So somewhere yeah. between October <laughs> no. and now, he outgrew and moved up. Or to wadded this. it. So or, I'm like, well, okay, at least no, he did he take, sold it this week. So he did take yeah. the first right step. So maybe he'll be okay. We we did try to educate him today as far as the, um, the gear. We both. Uh, yeah, we hammered loved, it into yeah. him. We did we brought so Henry over. We said, Henry, talk about gear. Talk about your experiences falling. There is more to this story. So Michael, the young man in question, came to the garage because of me. Mm-hmm. Michael showed up at Mototown to have new tires fitted on his Ducati. Mm. And I've got I've got a very, very good thing going with cycle gear. Um, it saves me having to stock a bunch of tires. Cycle gear stock everything. Mm-hmm. And if you have your tires fitted at my shop, they'll give you a discount on the tyres. Oh. And if you buy your tyres at Cycle Gear, I'll give you a discount on the fitting. So we work very well together. So he bought his tyres from um, Cycle Gear, dashed over to my shop at 4.30 in the afternoon, you know, <laughs> looking like the Michelin man wrapped up in tyres. And I put Been these there. things on him. <laughs> yep. And he expressed an interest. He said, you know, I'd really like to learn how to maintain this bike. Good. And I said, well, that's not really a service I offer at my shop yet. But have I got a community for you? Yeah. And I passed on the details. And um, as you point out, he's very, very young. He's in the army. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so what you don't realize is if you're in any of the armed forces and you want to learn a motorcycle, learn to ride a bike, you have to go through the army yeah. or navy or air force approved training and it is quite stringent yeah it's actually a lot tougher than the dot and because of that training that's how we found a 37 to 61 percent fatality reduction rate by taking multiple courses right if you take multiple courses it reduces fatalities huge 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 amounts and the reason that they figured that out was in the military lots of people were dying from motorcycle accidents so they started requiring mm-hmm. these additional courses yeah and so 
starting to hear all these things, I started going, feeling better about, oh, I don't need to give this guy a lecture just yet. Uh-huh. And Douglas was helping him, and he was actually asking about the bikes and learning about. Yeah, he's a good learner. Um, yeah, I so just showed him, and he did the rest of it. You know. Yeah, yeah so that's cool. Really honest. Well, did you take him to the gear garage? You could have probably maybe his. We did nothing. We did. Fit. Yeah, oh, it was just. Fit. Yeah, he was looking for pants, and we didn't have them. Yeah. Besides. Well, um, I mean, with a nice bike like that, uh, that Ducati, and you know, and like. Again, with the MV Augusta, these are all nice bikes that if you leave them out on the street, I'm, and I'm surprised the other guy didn't have his Jigster stolen in all these years, it's very likely to get stolen. And do I have a solution for you? What's that solution, Liza? <laughs> this week's episode is actually brought to you by Sizap, which is a motorcycle tracker and rider's mate. Sizap is a monitoring device without contract, so there are no monthly fees ever, and it has many different features that it provides. Basically, it's a little black box you plug into your battery. So since it's plugged into your battery, you can have your phone will tell you what your battery level is at. It will also, because it has a GPS, it'll tell you the real-time location of your bike. It will give you a trip history list. But it also has hit and crash notification and towing notification. If your bike gets moved, you get notified on your phone right away. Um, it's a pretty cool thing. Anyone who has to keep a bike out on the street, I highly recommend this in any country, really. Um, unfortunately for our listeners, they're giving a 15% discount for our listeners. What percent discount? 15. Wow. 15? Good. Ooh. 15. So here's it's almost the deal. free. How much is it? <coughs> it uh, they run about two hundred and fourteen dollars U.S., but no uh, monthly fee. Mm-hmm. You buy it, it's yours. Um, oh. Ooh, car alarm! Uh, you go to sizzap.com. That's S-I-Z-Z-A-P-P dot com, and you use the discount code MM15 to get your fifteen percent off discount. Um, it's brilliant, very easy to use, and it only takes 30 seconds to install on your bike. Sizzap.com. Sizzap, faux shizzap. So that we ain't talking jizzap. Oh my goodness. So that Sizzap is actually wow. less expensive than like a he- uh, helmet communicator or something like that with the discount that you guys have got. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a tracking device. So mm-hmm. it's not really. Well, it's more. It's way more useful than a helmet communicator. I, I remember it took me like a long time to buy my my Cardo Pack Talk, but this is even less expensive. Oh, okay. You're just saying price. Yes, it is less than that. Um, yeah. So today's theme is becoming a better rider, right? Oh, I'm out. And I'm a already, rider. I know. <laughs> already, our friend Michael, who came by the shop today, as we learned, he took extra, an extra class, which made me feel better about it. Um, well, there's someone else in the room who uh, got a lesson yesterday. Was it a willing who was, lesson? Who was that? Lila. <laughs> Lila. We we popped Lila's uh, dirt chair yesterday. Oh, oh Lila. It's so Ew, bad when you, you say it like that. Yeah, it's so <laughs> creepy. It's the you dirty so chair. Don't say you it take like it that. Dude, <laughs> take I, it I back. I want to pop your dirt chair now. <laughs> you have already. <laughs> I'm this feeling a rough road that we've been down on. <laughs> it was a rough uh, ride, baby. Lila, you went dirt riding. I did. Now, yes, you don't have a lot of street riding experience yet. No, I wouldn't call it a lot, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm a beginner rider. Beginner rider. Yeah. And so you haven't even, you, do you have experience on dirt? Like, 
very, very minimal. I've ridden up one dirt road and back down, <laughs> and then I also rode up with somebody on the back once, and I think that was it. And maybe I rode around on the back one. But here's something interesting. You said you have experience on horses, and it's very fascinating how that Extremely can carry over really? to yep. motorcycles. Yeah, y'all would be yep. I get a lot of students who come in who are like, oh, yeah, I'm a horseback rider, and that totally transfers over. It sure mm-hmm. does. Yeah, yeah, especially to dirt after doing both. Yep. So uh, Jim was nice enough to loan you the TTR 125. Yeah, I love that thing. Perfect little it's bike perfect. for you. It's great. And totally. uh, Stumpy John and I uh, all joined. John, you were riding. Riding the XT 225. And I was riding my 690 Enduro, which I love, love, love. And Jim was riding his Sierra 450, mm-hmm. is it RL? RL. Yeah, RL. I believe so. L's for license. That new bike. Oh, yeah. Both Jim and I, we swap bikes and have a mutual appreciation for each other's bikes now. But, um, so Lila, started out with a little lesson in the parking lot. Sit this way, put your elbows here, look here, put your foot here, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were a little reluctant at first to the training. That was because I really needed to drink water in that moment. <laughs> but genuinely. And then you needed to put on sun lotion. Yep. And then you were trying to... No, and then I was ready. That is, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you wouldn't let me drink water, Liza. Come <laughs> on. Just, we hadn't started yet. <laughs> exactly. And we for me to do the whole helmet thing, car I need to yet. drink the water, and then I can put the helmet on, and then I can learn the thing. But what I saw, what I was seeing in you, is there's a lot of people, when their first time doing something like this, there's a certain uh, you're, a bit of nervousness. And they don't realize, mm-hmm. we're not just going to hop on and start hitting the trails. There's a lot of work just sitting on the bike, yeah. not moving, describing well, the sitting position and, and how you're going to do it. So... We did that. Before I would we like set to off. tell you, I'm not reluctant to that at all. I mm-hmm. really, really mm-hmm. want to learn all the things. And <laughs> I, you actually absorbed the information given to you well. Thank you. And once, once I beat it into you a little bit, <laughs> you're a little stubborn. But once you listen about my bodily needs, thank you. You, <laughs> for Christ's sake. Once you listen, you actually absorb instruction well and my apply God. it pretty quickly, which is always a thank treat you. to see somebody do that. And, um, yeah, you, you skipped on down the road on that quite nicely. So how did it feel at first? What, how was it different? So it takes a little bit of getting used to, despite the fact that I'm riding on embarrassingly old street tires, it takes a little bit of getting used to the difference in traction. Um, and the way, you know, the ground moves under you in, in a lot more ways. And also it's a, much more uneven terrain so hey charlie you got the bike back together it caught on fire but i mean besides <laughs> that <laughs> is that what that alarm, that was, there what alarm was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. did, did you hear the fire trucks <laughs> they were the guys from the calendar so it was pretty exciting <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we just started just going down the road not doing any of the trails yet just up and down the road and how did that feel um, when we were just like just going up and down the road, yeah, your first yeah, yeah. time, it felt pretty good. Yeah, felt good. Yeah, and then we started hitting some of the easy trails. Yeah, we- you know the first easy trail wasn't super easy for me. I'll tell you that much. It felt a little uh, tricky, especially 
the added fear factor of being on the edge of a super steep, tall <laughs> oh, Hollister Hill. Oh, oh, you took it to Hollister not Hill. Not exactly the what, terrain what I'm used that? to. Not no, the no, mountains no. I'm used no, to. The first one was Lower Field Trail, that also uh, known as uh, Jake's Road. Right, right. On the way yeah. back, that that um, after the first half, okay. you turn around a little bit, you come back. That got a little tight, and I was feeling a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, the there. way back does get a little tight. And despite that. Liza got to witness very close up what happened right after I uh, went on that road and saw Jim go up on this little side so, bit. What do you call those? So what they're following Jim. And I'm I'm, f- berm, I'm yeah, following yeah. Lila. And Jim did one of those little volunteer, <laughs> just little side jaunts yeah. up the hill. And I go, oh, that looks fun. And followed. <laughs> well, that's that's what I did to Bagel, and I'm still sorry about that. <laughs> that's exactly that's what so, happened. Yeah. Well, nobody did this to me. I was like, me. no, they, they're not yeah. going to follow me. I'll I just did do this, this side to myself. Thing. No, no, Jim didn't oh. think I would follow him either. However, I'm like, oh, I'm on this little TTR. <sighs> I go up there, and there are a lot of whoops. And and I'll tell you what, I did not see them. I was not ready for them. I did not have, I don't think I was standing up enough, probably. I did not have the, um, res- the uh, you know, fluidity I needed in my elbows and my arms. So basically, oh. I kind of locked up. I got scared. I looked down, and then I immediately dropped the bike. So no, 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 no. Let me just. Yeah, so we're all getting guesslit right now. It was a whoop right and a whoop left and a whoop right and a whonk. That's what you're saying. I stuck with it for a while. It was. I wrote it out. Started going wonk wonk sideways. Yeah, I almost had it. Is what you mean? No, I didn't. Not at all. You had it until you didn't. Although Charlie later, I went on that road again, and it was a a similar spot, but it was just a lot of ruts. And I almost did the same thing because I got caught in a rut, but I caught it. And I let the suspension I, ride I had a question. Did you take her to the TTR track or the, the TT yeah. track? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We did, oh, we did the At the TT beginning track. and the end. Oh, and man, okay, that, cool. was a, that was a difference. Yeah, it's nice and having after that, the day. Yeah, it's nice having that consistency where it's just like a controlled kind of a situation. You oh, just yeah. go over and over that and over. That was really fun. I could do that for hours. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a good day. And you got to learn about quads and why we hate them oh yeah i think you should tell that story because you have strong opinions there's many stories (laughs) so many stories no um we were on as i call adrian's road license plate yeah yeah. right we've renamed all the roads we've renamed all the roads and um I was leading the group, and I came up to a quad who was just in the middle of the trail, oh. and I was like, "That's fine." Yeah, that I never got, happened. I know. I got Lila <laughs> behind me, and it, this trail head comes up to a a big opening at the top where there's trees and people wait for their group, and then you can turn around and go down another trail. Well, so I'm just slow, you know, going behind them, and right as we're coming to the end of the trail, and it opens up, they stopped, full stop. While still in the trail, yeah. right before it opens oh up to all where everyone meets and stops to look around for their friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Hello. oh, my God, like another 10 feet. And you'd be like in the opening where I could pass you. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Imagine going around that <laughs> corner twice as fast was as that a where kid? you were going. Was it a child? Mm-hmm. I don't no, remember. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. Mental so even hard. worse. Though Lila... <laughs> was that guy for a minute. I did. I had a learning moment of being in the middle of the 
of the um trail Lila was a getting times. used to the dirt and every now and then we just kind of <laughs> slalom mm-hmm. and was completely unaware of the dude who had passed all of us and was trying to pass oh, them. Oh yeah, that guy was <laughs> my he bad. Was kind of an and and starts slaloming. I'm yeah. like Beeping my horn, like yeah. I, I could not hear shit. She's Couldn't like, hear a single like, thing. Ha ha, beep beep. Go, we're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like beep beep. I'm, I'm like, doing great. <laughs> like beep beep. <laughs> beep beep. Keep going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, so yeah, definitely learned to just watch out, and even yeah, other no, like experienced bikers suddenly doing a U-turn in the road and Jim. Right, like, right. What? We all gave it the stink eye and shook our heads like, "What are you doing?" What are you doing? My but, favorite that I've been using recently is just a thumbs down. It makes me feel bad. Oh, yeah. That's, 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 that's good. That's a good one. Yeah. I like it. So it's like your parents saying I give them a passive aggressive thumbs up. Nah. That feels even worse. <laughs> they're like, they're yeah. like, wait, awesome, was that man. like, wait, yeah, did buddy. I, wait, it, it confuses them. And then they're like, no, I really fucked up. <laughs> well, and Haley taught me one. Nice. Give them the peace sign twice in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The British well, peace sign or the American peace sign? Yeah, the given the peace <laughs> yeah, sign. Yeah. Twice in there. It's like a closed finger peace sign. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And up and down. Yeah, that's that's I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what I'm hearing is you're not taking Lila again on the dirt. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, Lila did good, and there was a point I where I was leading, and I was like, "Dang, they're I'm not shaking them. They're like I behind wanted, me." If I'm being honest, I'm I, like, I could have gone a little faster because I was. Having, <laughs> because, because that, that trail was fun and it wasn't very hard, so you can kind of rip on it. I followed you and, all day, and you were you were tearing it up. I was. Yeah, you don't want any of the smoke, yeah. Liza. Well, honestly, I didn't know how I, fast I was going. Honestly, we were wait, we were waiting on Jim and Jim and John. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you were. I, I actually was wondering where they went, and I thought that they were doing like a like leave a little space for some reason. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so, how did you feel about your first riding experience, though? A dirt riding. I felt great about it. Like overall, the the sum up was it was excellent, and you should do it. And um, I was very Just you. No, yeah, like people. Yes, you you should all do it. Called Lisa. <laughs> why, um, why should they do it? Um, it will build your understanding of bikes in general. It will build your skills. Like it, overall, it helps. Um, and you are well, on what, the spot. What I've been hearing is that you it doesn't translate as well to street riding as I mean that street riding doesn't translate as. To dirt, as dirt translates to street. So, yeah, no, but I'm actually yeah, wondering exactly the specifics of that because I don't quite understand. So, dirt riding teaches you how to ride in low traction situations. Street riding, you're riding often with a little bit more traction, and right, so the way right. that you're holding yourself on the motorcycle is going to be uh, different than in a dirt bike situation. Um, yeah. You're often doing a different. Different ways of holding yourself on the bike, different reactions totally. to different situations. And gotcha. so if you're on your street bike and you suddenly lose traction, if you automatically have the muscle memory of, oh, this is what it feels like on my dirt bike. So now I get to do this. Mm-hmm. You're often going to have a better response rather than being on a dirt bike and thinking, oh, now I get to lean like a street motorcycle. You're going to lose traction a lot quicker. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. In but- fact, in the type of uh, motorcycling that really works with friction, road racing, like MotoGP, mm-hmm. uh, cat. What do a lot of the MotoGP riders do to become better track riders? Well, actually, it's uh, I've been right above Rossi's Ranch, and yes. they pretty much they do dirt track. Yeah, you know, but but not dirt track as we would. It's it's Rossi's Ranch is this collection of a whole bunch of dirt turns. It looks kind of look like an old TT track, yeah. really. 
And that's what they use for practice. A and lot of they, the other they ride their what bikes on these? Uh, generally, generally motocross bikes, but also okay. in Spain, like like how many times has Mark Marquez gotten injured? But he, he wasn't injured on the track. It was because he was it was he was riding his motocross bike. Yeah, <laughs> I always yeah. Uh, I always thought like it's the same system, but like it on the dirt, the extremes of that system is way more uh, extreme. Mm-hmm. It's you know? something that I encourage everyone because there's a lot of riders who never are interested in going to ride dirt. But I always say go take a dirt class. It gives you more tools. I mean, Emma, I mean, right. you took that dirt class. Did oh, yeah. That, and you're an experienced rider. Did that give you more confidence oh, and yeah, a better because, feel? I mean, it all boils down to traction. Yeah. Because as a street rider, and especially if you're a fairly fast street rider, when you lose traction, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because usually it's going to end a certain way. And taking the dirt course, you realize yep. that traction's not always available and there are tools you have that can control it before you just fill your underpants right i took a i took a dirt class and the first thing they had us do was like a 40 foot circle that was completely wet and mud mm-hmm. and we just like would race around that as fast as we could go that it was, sounds, it, was it sounds like a blast oh it's great i will yeah. say something that helped me i think in this experience was that i <clears throat> learned on my 250 with the, my old hard like really way too old street tires. I'm not going to tell you how old. Um, mm-hmm. And I learned in the fall with wet <coughs> foliage leaves, you know, all over the road. So it was wet dirt and leaves and it was very slippery. And I liked to grab a lot of front brake. So I learned a lot about skidding and, you know, how everything feels under me, how it feels to, you know, fishtail a bike and what the uh, range of that is. Didn't actually figure out the exact tipping point of the range which is good for me and my bike but so i think that may have translated a little bit to you know like riding through the mud Mm -hmm. and slippery conditions specifically but i did figure out you know dust is new for me like the really sandy stuff so Mm -hmm. when we were out in the playground i figured that out again you know i tried to make a turn i was like this feels a little tight i think i got it though i didn't have it (laughs) um i dumped it and you know just like Still had the throttle grabbed, you know, pressed the kill switch and got it back up. Learned also that it doesn't kick very easily if it's in gear. Liza's like, is it in gear? I'm like, yeah, it's in gear. Fine, neutral. Okay, now it kicks. And so that was also my, I'm not going to call it the popping of my cherry for kickstarting a bike. It was my first time. Yeah. (laughs) The losing of my virginity with the... Okay, now it got weirder. Just as bad. Yeah. Um, now try an old 650 and learn what a compression release is for. <laughs> Absolutely. Before you yeah, break I got, your I got a CR500 you can try to start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did a good job. I Thanks. I felt I had a great time. I was like Me too. in the groove. Sometimes when you're just like, it's good dirt. Was it good just, dirt? It was good dirt. Yeah, it was like perfect. It was just right moist good enough, dirt. not super oh, dusty. Yeah, yeah it's good. It, had, it was grippy. It was, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> so it was and uh, it hasn't been chewed up. Like right. in the summer, you get a lot of like ruts yeah, and yeah, whoops. Yeah. I think they did a lot of work over there too. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I some of the whoops were, were like good dirt, which fun, gave right. me more confidence. And I was just, I was humming along, picking up speed. That 690 is so much fun. Yeah. Um, and then I tried out uh, Jim's 450. I, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, it's a lighter bike with plenty of power. And, of course, you, you give it some throttle and it just like 
scoots along. Yeah. Except it has a typical dirt bike seat, which is like having a two by four thrust up your butt crack. So I had to clench the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my candy ass, big ass seats on all my bikes. So I can just splay out nice and comfortable. How are your knees after that? Uh, fine. I don't stand yeah? up that much. Oh, okay. I mean, my 690, it just sucks everything up. Mm. And you know, it's funny. Um, Lila and myself spent the evening with Jim mm-hmm. at Burlesque last night. Ah, what? And uh-huh. um, oh, it's a great show. Oh, However, excellent. the subject of your six fit six ninety came up more than once, and basically Jim was saying how plush it was. Oh, it's a Cadillac of dirt bikes. Oh yeah. But um, I rode his, and here's what I found about that bike. Because I mean, what's like. I've not ridden, uh, I mean, really like a DRZ 400, but that's not no, that's a luxury bike. Dirt and bike. then the CRF 250s were a little bit underpowered. So to get a lightweight bike with plenty of power, what I found was it was easy in the turns. Normally, I'm quite conservative in turns on dirt. And I found I just leaned it and it just cut. It just cut the well, turn it's got easy. A, it's got a very steep Steering head angle. I mean, it's every inch the race. I bike. was able to just carry speed on, in the turns I normally don't. On your six ninety, and what tires are you running? No, on Jim's four fifty. Oh, on Jim's four fifty. Oh, yeah, okay. that just the the difference on that four fifty. It's a legit nice dirt bike. Yeah, and it felt like like it just had a better turn radius, and it was just simple. And I just leaned it, and it went, and it didn't slide or feel like. But what's what's your your constant though? This is the variable. Your constant in the dirt is. Well, I mean, I've had the six ninety. I've had the DRZ. I've had the CRF two fifty. They all right. feel different. Okay. This one. This um, one gave you the most confidence. Yes, yeah, okay. it was the easiest. It required the least amount of input to tell it what to do. Yeah. And it just did it easily. So it's probably taller, the, probably the steering the damper that you put it on. Yeah, maybe. Hmm? Yeah. Is it taller than the 690? No. Okay. No, my 690 is definitely taller. So did you uh, find that it was too overpowered, or was it just the right, like, for the weight-to-power ratio and uh, and your riding style of work type? Because you're saying you're, you're carrying more speed through the turns. and But it, I, I found I wasn't braking as much. You were just mm-hmm. engine braking into the turns. Mm-hmm. It slowed down better too, mm-hmm. uh, so I think because I'm used to heavy bikes, no, and I'm I mean, used to that, having to brake into the turns, and this one I didn't really have to. I was able to engine brake and just kind of carry the speed and just whip okay. around, and it right. went good. So you had a nice tight drive line going through the turns with the engine braking, and you're able to kind of goose it. Other up, than whatever. the clenching, it was a right. wonderful yeah. ride. Uh-huh. And then he rode my bike, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, it's just comfortable, and it's like driving a Cadillac yeah. through the woods." <laughs> I would know? love to ride your 690 in the dirt. It's easy. I mean, I rode it today on the street, yeah. but I would love to ride it in the dirt. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. And uh, I rode John's <laughs> little yeah. bike. And unfortunately, I was so um, I was so folded up on it. Crunched. <laughs> I couldn't reach any of the controls on my feet. Oh, no. Because yeah, no. my, ni- my knees were so tight. So I had to kind of lift my feet up in the air to hit the, the balls, brake. Balls or- kept getting in the way. <laughs> yeah. That fits me great. It fits me perfect. Yo, but it was fun. Yo, Mikey, three times. Hey. Oh, three times. Hey. Now oh, the podcast can start. Holy, who is this fucking guy? Okay, yeah, you, I know, you can man. sit on my lap. Brand new man. Mike, if you want to get a chair, come sit next <laughs> to Matt. With the family, I just want to say oh. hi to everybody. We'll say hi to everyone. Hi, hey. bye. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey. hey, Rockstar. It's it's Little Miss Poopy Pants. All right, I've interrupted plenty. It's award-winning Freya. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 
Hey, Freya! Until eight. Eight? Yeah. All right, maybe I'll swing over. All right. Good seeing you. Later, mate. I'll be seeing you in a month or so. Yeah. Check out for now. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. See you guys. Bye bye. Um, so yeah, it was, it was well, a Jim's great day. You rode Jim's bike, and <laughs> you can't put the kickstand up. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a typical thing. I, I yeah, I got, I, I just tippy tippy tippy. There was a it. rule about that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so Jim had to come and put the kickstand up for me, and after that, after I got moving, but I will say that was the that's the biggest dirt bike I've ever ridden. Uh, Other, I mean the KLR, but that's not really a dirt bike. I like it when they cut the stakes up for me so I can right. shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a big boy now. I like it. I like it when Knock lets me feed him. Yeah, it's on, baby. Oh, is, it, is that when he wears the gold thong and reclines on the chaise and you feed him grapes? Grapes. That, yes. yes. He like, says I'm wearing anything. Job of the hut. Who said that? That that would make Liza Princess Leia though. <laughs> Uh, John, what did you think of the 450? I thought it was fun. I would like to ride it more to get more comfortable with it. I think, obviously, if I had something like that, I'd have to lower it um, just for, yeah, because I wouldn't be able to get on, on it again in the trail. Um, but it was, um, and also, I haven't ever ridden a fuel-injected uh, dirt bike. Yeah. So mm. the throttle was mm. super snappy. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that's actually an argument, a classic argument with fuel-injected dirt oh, bikes, because, you know, you it they hook up. Yeah, very very. It's either quickly. nothing or bam, right? You know? um, and there are methods you can use. Yeah. You know, you can do these um, progressive throttle oh, um, ramps that really mm. take that snap out of it. Do y'all motherfuckers ride two strokes? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. No, no. Well, I did. Well, like because I rode your one twenty five and almost <laughs> looped it. Well, yeah, but Doug, a, a two strokes different because it hasn't got any power Love. right yeah. there, yeah. and then the power comes in with a rush. The four fifty. It's kind of like I, yeah. the powers disagree, but. there. The all yeah. the powers there yep. at the bottom. That's that's how I felt. In fact, I when I jumped on it, I would just snap the throttle like I do on all my bikes, right. and it would kind of go. Bleh. Right. So Jim's like, no, you can't, you can't do that. You just got to sort of roll on. Yeah, he was getting pissed. Yeah, I know he was. <laughs> but um, He's but like, he better stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it was fun, you know. And, and and to Liza's point, um, you know, in the turns, it, it I could break loose the rear end mm -hmm. really quickly, but it felt more controlled than just out of control. So, so you you're able to steer with a rear, with yeah. a, steer with a with a gas. And yes, rear end. that's that's cool. Yeah, and that's that was fun. Feeling. So of course, now I want another motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I need and a dirt bike now. And plus one. Yeah. And plus one. <laughs> um, did you guys see those dudes going up the hill climb? Oh yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That was so scary. I couldn't even look. I was like, so oh. of course, as we're as we're coming in, Anxiety. I'm telling Lila. So here's what we're gonna do. First thing we're gonna do, and I'm pointing at the hill <laughs> We're gonna start on that. We get the hardest <laughs> thing out of the way because then everything after that seems easy. It and they were me even shitting a brick. about it. They were shitting a brick. I was like, we absolutely <laughs> the fuck are not. <laughs> we are not going up that. <laughs> Don't let her impose your her will upon you. God, I'll tell you what. Yeah. It was it was good. It was good. So yeah, I'm glad you came. We had great. a fun time. I want to get back out in the in that dirt, good dirt. Um, but continuing the theme of of you know becoming a better writer, and I'll say imposing one's will. Mm -hmm. uh, Cat, yeah. 
we've got a tour coming up where yes, Emma do. gets to impose her will on everybody. <laughs> well, no, that's not oh, the no. next tour. Emma, I, I heard a rumor. I want to see if this is true. So everyone is booking rooms except for you. You're just going to bed hop each night, try out a different partner. <laughs> yes. So yes. long as she washes her hands. <laughs> no, that's the best part. So that's one of the perks hands. people don't realize. You get, to, you get to Lube snuggle, snuggle oh, with yes. Emma. <laughs> All right, so here's the latest rundown uh, on the tour. We've got 22 people going so far. Holy yikes, Whoa. dude. Whoa. I thought the okay. max was 18. No, yeah. no, well, get this. So we have two instructors, <laughs> not guides, instructors, because there's too many people for there to be a guide. So as uh, me and Emma as your instructors and trying to teach you how to ride abroad as well as all the little things of just riding in general uh in europe uh we've got four couples coming Ooh. with us yeah wow. Ooh, Emma, that'll be a yeah. fun night it will <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh 11 single riders and we do indeed have five spots left we've got mostly um r1250 gs's left i do have two uh f750 gs's left uh, and I have one F800 GT for really short riders and one 1250 RS, which is the sport touring boxer version mm. from BMW. Um, people are getting started now with their uh, YCRS online training course. And I also sent out some homework asking people to uh, start working on uh, the instructions about how to make a route. Oh, mm. and we haven't stated, tell us where the tour is going. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the uh, Motorcycles and Misfits Dolomites Training Tour. This is the Italian Alps. In and out of Munich. Also known as Cat and Emma's Alpine Adventure. (laughs) (laughs) I like that name. Bagel, did you manage to work your stuff out to be on this? I I really want to so bad, but I'm I don't think I can do it because I I I have to put a lot of money into my shop. There's a lot of repairs that it needs. Okay, I can't afford it. I'm afraid. It breaks my heart. Well, the next one. I want to go so bad. Well, we're thinking about possibly next year in Tuscany, in and out of Rome, and we might be able to be a little bit easier to get you a proper scooter out of Rome. This is true. Cat, can I can I just vocalize what i was telling you what i wish we could organize in an upcoming year is yeah. it uh, what i was telling you i would like to do what california no oh the other one i'll tell you my oh, your dream <laughs> tour oh new zealand so i would like to in oh, upcoming years yeah. so maybe you can come on this bagel emma tell me if this isn't the perfect trip i want to do kind of what you guys are doing but i want to do a trip to new zealand yes because Ooh. you can Go stay in the guest house at the John Britton Estate. Oh my! Now. And you can see one of his bikes in his house that his family still owns and lives in. Do you know how long you are going to be on a plane to get there? Yes, yeah, the problem. That's <laughs> About the same problem. time I spend getting to Pakistan, I assume. No oh, longer. No. Oh, twenty-four no. hours. Yeah, yeah you're looking at a you're looking at a twenty-two. Yeah, I do, I do Pakistan. 20, yeah, yeah, so twenty-four hours. We do twenty-four hours Pakistan. Um, <laughs> I want to go to New Zealand and I want to go to the Mecca, as I describe it. 
the home of, of the John the Brit- Hobbit, the John the Britain. Oh, not the Hobbits. Oh. No, the Britain. I thought she was going to the Hobbit. Yeah, no, we got to ride bikes through Hobbiton. Come on, and then go do touring around <laughs> yeah. New Zealand. So, Bagel, if hey, you're interested in if if you're interested in that, <gasps> Bert Monroe, yes, yeah. let's just let's put together I, a tour I, of I, motorcycle I meccas in New Zealand. You can also There's go to the furthest them, right? south hey. motorcycle dealership in the world. It's in Dunedin. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. All right. So, Bagel, maybe you and I can start working with Kat uh, in the upcoming years and putting that together. That's very tempting. I think they have scooters in New Zealand. They do. There you go. Yes. I've heard All of people right. doing scooter tours there. So, so, um, so um, my question, Kat, so mm-hmm. is entrance to Kat and Emma's Alpine Adventure now closed? or No, we? no. We, have, we still have five. five I, I literally have five wow. bikes that I've reserved that are still left. I do have hotel rooms as well. What the hell is wrong with you people? If you this need anybody ad- to fill in a spot, just let me know. I'll, I'll be happy to put down this what I'm doing. This is the adventure of a lifetime, and I will let you be the big spoon. Seriously, Matt, why don't oh. you do it? <laughs> no, I want him to go to Pakistan. Cash money. Oh, yeah. Um, let me ask you guys this. How will going on this trip make someone a better writer? Oh, geez. You know, I've taken so many different writing courses because I have absolutely no natural talent whatsoever. Any speed uh, that I've developed or safety because you can go fast and take a lot of risks. And then you can go fast and do it safely. And those of us who are experienced writers know there is a difference. Knock relates to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen uh, it all, baby. Absolutely no talent whatsoever. Henry does too. <laughs> but there is such a thing as focused practice. Obviously, I encourage everyone to take advantage of uh, the training programs that are out there. I'm happy to talk about all the different training programs that I've done. But really, it's focused training, lots of practice. You keep doing it day after day after day in a nice destination with some great roads, and you will come home a better rider. Absolutely. There's no way around it. You have to come home a better rider. Any, any bi- biker out there, no matter how long you've been riding, can benefit from professional training. And, and plus, on top of that, this whole trip is pitched to people who, have me- who may have never left their home country before. It's that trip. I mean, if you if you live in America and you have never ventured outside America, this is the trip for you. Who else in this room is going on the trip? Nobody. Wow, that's oh, sad. That's wow. very it's sad. It's me again. <laughs> yes. yeah. Where are you going? Yeah, you know, I was Rad. like, I can't afford that. And then I said, well, I'm going <laughs> to. Wow. YOLO. Nice. We'll have an opportunity to ride some very challenging roads. Roads that you don't normally see here in the United States at all. And I've ridden all over the US. There's some really Lovely. crazy stuff. Was awesome. But you're gonna be you are gonna be doing particularly the really tight switchbacks, tight steep switchbacks. There's some special strategies for those that I'm gonna teach folks about how not to fall in the middle of the turn. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, there's uh throughout the Alps, if you look down in the middle of the turn at the tight point of the apex, uh, don't be surprised Ooh. if you see broken front brake levers. <laughs> It's I'm pretty hoping not common. to be looking down too much. Well, yeah. we're going to teach you how to get around. You know, teach you how to get around that by t- uh, teaching you how to do a, a serious steep hairpin properly. Excellent. Uh, there's areas of, of yeah. Hollister that you, there's. It's known for having. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw some Everybody bits and pieces wrecks. on the yeah. trail. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And John, you still have some spots open on your trip. I do. I would love to have some more people come with us. 
So, yeah. So if you're interested, please uh, let me know. I know, th- and I don't want people to get nervous. We're in, con- we're in contact with Moyne about some of the political stuff that's going on in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And what basically what he's telling us right now is it's not going to be a major issue. So let's, you know, so I know it's, yeah, I know some people get nervous with that kind of stuff. I don't necessarily, unless it's unless I really feel like yeah. I'm in danger. Just adds a little bit to the exactly. Adventure. So not up in the northern mountains, right? And we're going to be in the Himalayas and the Hindu Kush mountains, so so we'll be fine. And in fact, uh, the writing that we did at Hollister Hills yesterday was a perfect uh, primer for Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And those those cliffs that Lila <laughs> saw, it's kind of you're like, whoa, they were kind of terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in deference to political situations, you have to realize, you know, when you see like protests and whatnot happening in a foreign country, realize that that's one camera shot in one part of town. Right. Right. You know, I have people right now who are nervous about, you know, not go- they don't want to go on my Czech tour because they think the Czech Republic is some part of the Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, well, it, people haven't looked at a map. People don't know. But, you know, there's like, well, are you sure you can go over there? I mean, right now, it's like, yeah, have you looked Eastern, on a map man. to see where Cheshire right. is compared to the and, Ukraine? Yeah. And, you know, uh, to put it into perspective, I mean, back when I drove tour buses, there was a couple of times... Uh, probably about getting on for 10 years ago now, there were protests in downtown San Francisco that were pretty tense. You had all the protesters on one side of the road, all the police on the other, and it was a charged situation. Meanwhile, my group are having a great time in Golden Gate Park. Yeah. Yeah. And they're that close, but that far away. It's a tiny snapshot. It really is a tiny snapshot. I saw something like that once um, when I stopped at a Walmart in Texas, and they're out of bacon, and my, they were <laughs> oh, breaking uh, windows. Ugly, apocalyptic. Yes, apocalyptic. Yes. Um, so, Kat, you're somebody who has taken a lot of classes. What would you say is one type of writing style or class that everyone should take? Well, I'm a bit biased on this one because I've taken a lot of different courses. Um, Realize that it's not just the class. It's also the student. Sometimes the student is not ready to hear or not ready to learn a particular lesson. They just haven't progressed to that particular part. Oh, Uh, like when they want to drink water and put on. (laughs) Yes. My eyes are going to get stuck in the back of my head. (laughs) I've gotten gotten great things out of a lot of different courses. uh, But I'd say the one course that I got the most out of in the shortest amount of time was the Yamaha Champions Riding School. Mm -hmm. So this is track? Tracks it is game? a track. It's a it's a track. It's organized at the track, but uh, as Nick Einach, the head instructor, will frequently tell you, says your motorcycle doesn't know the difference between a racetrack and, and a pavement. You know, on the street, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. the same thing as far as it's concerned. Your tires don't know the difference. A racetrack just gives you a free and open area where you know you're not going to have to worry about oncoming traffic, yeah. gravel, dogs, police. Um, so it gives you a really good chance to just focus on your riding skills. Uh, and their attitude is probably another thing that I really enjoy about them. These guys are really good. They've got some champions, literally champions, uh, working for them as coaches. But they have no ego whatsoever. They're like, I'm a fellow rider just like you, and I'm just here to help you ride a little bit better. 
It's amazing how little ego these guys have. They also have a Champ U, which is really cheap, and it's just like basically YouTube videos of a lot of the stuff that they are, are teaching mm-hmm. there, um, which is a really accessible way if you're not close to a track or schools to be able to get ex, um, extra training and have something of like a, this is what I should be doing. I think it's like 50 bucks for yes, access. which every person who's going on the Motorcycles and Misfits uh, Dolomites tour gets access to. That. Yeah, That's I've awesome. heard some people have already wow. been utilizing. Yes, that. They, they've already. The feedback I've gotten so far from a couple of the beginning riders is like, "Whoa, this is a little different than what I was taught in MSF." Yeah. It, <laughs> it reminds me. I mean, before YouTube, when you'd buy a book like Twist of the Rest, Twist of the exactly. Rest, and yeah. I would like read a chapter, and then I would go out and go by Highway Nine and just work on like my my legs, you know. And then I come back and I'd read. He's like, oh, okay, now I line, do this. I go back out. But the videos give you so much more information than and, reading a book. And, you know, it's constantly evolving. When If you go back to those days of books, you know, often the information based on road conditions was outdated by the time you even read it. Um, in England, roadcraft was considered the Bible for advanced riders. Now we look back and a lot of the information in roadcraft is very, very dated and completely the opposite of what you do now. But when that was written in the in the late 60s, and that was for the police motorcyclists, that was the school of thought then. So, um, Micah, somebody who's been doing more and more track time, mm-hmm. this is something I try and, um, to... to to communicate to people, even if you're riding a touring bike or a Harley or a scooter, how do you how do you feel that something like a track day translates to the road on those kind of bikes? Absolutely, a huge amount. So um, I, of course, work with uh, Z2 Teaching for their Road Rider 2.0 course. Um, Great program, and it's a ton of fun. Um, and that class really has the strength of being for street riders and transferring skills directly for that. I I remember when you first took that class and came and reported on it. Absolutely. I took the class uh, three times for the basic. As soon as they took uh, or brought the more advanced version out, I took that for the first time and I was talking to Antonio the whole time of, let me in. I want to teach this too. Um, And so I finally got my certification so I could do so. Um, And learning from that class and teaching that class has taught me so much about riding on track and on the street and then doing track days has taught me a lot about the limits of the limits that I'm capable of on my motorcycle so far how to push those limits how to push them safely um, and how to improve and transfer those skills easily because track riding and street riding are completely different just like street riding and dirt biking are completely different and all of them are going to transfer over skills really uh, kinetically I guess is the word that I want to say Um, all of them are going to transfer over skills to each other having an environment where you don't have to worry about there's something happening in that corner that I don't know about because we know hey there's someone in the corner with a flag telling you there's something in the track so maybe take this uh, a little bit slower is a really fantastic um, environment to push like to see what you are able to do so far and what you need to work on to be a better, safer rider. Charlie likes to say... Um, uh, should, we let, is, should we let Charlie say it? <laughs> you want to say it? Um, what? 
Smooth is fast, fast is smooth. Yeah, yeah. Yes, as and is safe too. Um, and so, yeah, very deep, Charlie. Just being able to have a, an environment to work on that smoothness in a, and work on um, comfort at speed, work on comfort at your limits, and being able to say, "Oh, okay, that was a little bit too much," and be able to recover that from that really quickly and in a safe environment where you know there's not a car coming at you on the other side of the road or something like that is a really um, cool. Uh, it's a cool thing to do, and it's a it's really confidence inducing for me. And if you can't get uh, to a track, I just recommend watching the MotoGP series on Amazon. <laughs> which oh my god! I yes. feel like I could just go out and do that now. I'm like, oh look. They just run yeah. their elbows along the ground. Yeah, I should yeah, yeah. be able to get further over. <laughs> yeah, you just open your throttle really early and brake really hard. I mean, how, how far yeah, can that be? It's really easy. Kind of like watching yeah. figure skating in the Olympics. It looks so right. easy when they do those triple A turns. I, ha- I have to say that watching that, I am like, I should trust my tires more. Well, I, I do the same thing, and I watch MotoGP, and I'm like, okay, I'm afraid. Okay, I shouldn't. I'm afraid, but the bike can do way more than I can yeah, do. Absolutely. And they, they demonstrate that all day long. If I want to ride that, I have to go to those training schools. But it's like, okay, that bike can do it. I shouldn't be so right. afraid of the bike. I just have to know my own limit to get there. And training yeah. schools are great because you have um, someone who is there, accessible to you, to say, okay, I see that you're attempting to work on this thing, and if you do this slightly differently, you'll have more success. It's just someone to point you in that direction so that you can have more confidence in it, so that you can do it a little bit better and a little bit safer. Um, I really, so I, I, of course, I work with Z2, so I'm going to sing their praises all the time. But before I started working with them, I did track days with them and did classes with them because they. They have a lot of instruction, especially at the C group track day level. Um, so you can always grab an instructor and say, hey, I want to work on these things. You are forced to come to the first two classes. Mm-hmm. So there's a writer's meeting in the morning. And then they also have you come to the second one to make sure that you know all of the information for a basic track day that you need to know for your safety and your comfort on the motorcycle with the flags and on the track. Um, and so if you don't have access to coming out to a track day, that's fine. There's a uh, champu online, Moto Jitsu's YouTube stuff. There's all kinds of stuff that you can do in a parking lot with just having some guidance on what you need to do a little bit better to be a better rider. And it'll so pay you back in spades. Well, and the interesting thing here is not everyone is as gifted uh, of a rider as Lila is. And a lot, a lot of people have to take classes. In fact, well, I'm going to stop in, you. In fact, <laughs> no, no. Why am I taking so much heat? I'm going to so st- constantly. How is that I, heat? I'm going to stop you're you. Being there. sarcastic? Are you not? No, I wasn't. No, she wasn't. Yeah. Oh, you mean that? You did great yesterday. You were natural I'm at it. So used to you roasting. Me. <laughs> That's a secret you can so, never tell. So, Damn, I can't. Not catch a everyone break. is as gifted as Lila. Some people, like Micah and Kat, have just poured you know into taking I classes, think I need and they're those not the too. they're not the only ones in the room who've done that. <laughs> in fact, Ray Ray, you've taken about every class. You I like can. how Liza gets to shit on everybody. That's and, how this works. And you took, just for a segue. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to think. And you took a new class. I did. I did. I took the American Super Camp class. Oh, that was sick. Ah, Rad. So you tell us what that is. Super Camp is dope. So that's sort of a flat track uh, type of class. It's on also a, a Yamaha 125, so it's non-threatening, mm-hmm. um, and it's pretty much a dirt track inside the barn you know it's and and you go you know you pretty much go in circles um 
and they they focus on just this one technique, which is sliding in the ah. corner and pushing the bike under you, which is different. Mm -hmm. This than gives what me anxiety. Learn. But th 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 so <laughs> this is you know you have to remember that I. I came to that after my two crashes. I, I was thinking I'm not going to do the class. I just went in there and I had my big bionic neck, uh, knee braces and I spoke right. to the guy. I'm like, dude, I, I just, I don't know if I can do it mentally. And he's like, just take it easy. Don't put your, f your foot out. Because you have to put your foot out in the middle of the turn. And I was worried that, you know, I'm going to yeah. snap my knee. I was doing that. Yeah. You know? They were. Yeah, they, I learned. Yeah. I totally saw yeah. that. I, I was told to. I did it. And I slid my butt over. Oh, cool! Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, have you done something like this? Are you comfortable with sliding around like that? Well, n not, not like in the. I mean, I've I've practiced sliding the rear wheel and locking the tire and stuff like that. But, but this class was different because you know, coming from a BMW background where they teach you not to use a lot of rear brake, they want you to use a lot of the front brake most of the time. Mm -hmm. And here it was mostly rear brake. They didn't want you to touch the front brake for the first half day. You know, uh, and it's amazing. You see these kids that are the instructors who are racers and champions. And oh wait, I mean, there were kids there. They I'm were. Out. They no. were oh, they kids were are like fearless. Amazing. <laughs> well, there was also older people. There. Okay, and one guy from South Africa. I was guess I can't Robbie something or the other, but he won. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But anyway, I mean the the guys they and and it's a late apex type of thing. So mm -hmm. so they they teach you all about you know uh, breaking when to break when to lean the bike over, how much to lean the bike over, when you start pushing on the throttle, you know, and and it just works. And, of course, I wasn't leaning as much as I should have, but, you know, but it was great, and it built my confidence so much that after the second day, uh, you know, a lot of those sort of mental things that had, I had ongoing in my head were pretty much gone. Mm -hmm. Did uh, you end up covered in mud, though? I didn't because I didn't fall. I was I, oh, you dude, know, you gotta I, fall. I, I didn't fall. fall. I didn't want to fall because of my knees. So I was like, you know, I wasn't pushing it very much. Uh, but it was it was awesome because you know you're passing, you know, you're trying to pass people, and they were wetting, so they were like, oh, no, they were no. they were oh, wetting God. the track, and I was like, no, no, stop putting water on the track, people. <laughs> Where was this at? It was in Santa Rosa, okay. in the fairgrounds, you know, uh, on the mile track. No, inside some barn oh, inside okay. the fairground, yeah. you know. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was very effective. I mean, I, I'm really glad I I took it, and it was Ooh. different. I mean, you can use it on the street. It's definitely something you can take to the street. But it's a it's a different concept of pushing the bike down right. into the um, corner as opposed of hanging off the bike. Right, right. You know, right. which is what you do off road a lot Raymond, of the time. Raymond, darling, you know, yeah. I have a question for yeah, you, please. Did the did the barn smell of cow poop? <laughs> it, was it like a barn barn? Yeah, it was, it was a barn barn. horse poop. It was a horse barn. It was a horse yeah, barn. Yeah, it was a horse barn. Oh, nasty business. Thank you, Ryan. Emma, yeah, you, you're yeah. probably not aware, but the barn, they, they have dances there for the high school students because, yeah, well, of course, I, in, they banned dancing the in the school because the preacher <laughs> wanted to keep his daughter away from no you're not this would be a great movie <laughs> no. away from the horses but, if no, only everybody could go most high loose. school children in Santa Rosa smell of horse poop and now we know why <laughs> oh no so I'm, I'm curious yes darling as somebody who's had 
limited dirt riding uh, training. Yes. But lots of street riding. Yes. Would you ever take a class like this? And does it give you the pucker when you hear him like wetting it down and going circles? No, of course not. I'd have a go. At, I will have a go at anything. It's basically like Speedway, right? Yeah. It's Speedway. Yeah. It's Speedway. Every, would you try Speedway? Raymond, do you know what that is? Uh, no, what is it? That's no brakes, right? No brakes, no oh. gears. Oh. Huge front tire. Huge front yeah. tire. Yeah. Well, I, w- I would try it, but I'd, I'm not going to go very fast. The real one. <laughs> it's only like an eighth of a mile, too. It's like, <laughs> the, the real one, of course, is Ice Speedway. Oh, oh God. Oh, that's Ooh. where I'm out. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm out. But no, I think I'd, I would have a go. I'd probably make a complete horse's ass of it. But I think I'd have a go. I mean, any. Look, any time that you were. On the edge of a station, and then you push it beyond that, and the bike is actually sliding. It's it's a very high pucker factor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know, trust me. And especially if the basically the bike is, you say you're the you're pushing the bike down, but you're basically under the bike. No, no, that's the thing. You're not under the back, so you, your your no, butt you're is sticking on, on out, top of it, and you're pushing it. You're, yeah. you're pushing it, it down into yeah, yeah, yeah. the turn, but you're also, you're, you know, you're 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 hitting your, your brake and, you. and you're throttling. But there's part of you under the bike. Well, there's one you're, leg you're, that no, could, yeah, so you could, you could mangle yourself quite oh, yeah, well oh, yeah. if you wrecked. Oh, I mean, the but, guy was kept saying, "Oh, I mean, be careful! You might high side, or you're gonna be running into the barriers." And he was having all these I, horror stories. I'm like, "Ah!" Look, <laughs> when they bring me down to Santa Rosa General, and they're wheeling me in on a gurney, I don't want the nurses to be wrinkling their nose and saying, "What's that smell? <laughs> Is it horse poop?" The person- <laughs> you're lucky it's horse poop. Well, Emma. If you would prefer to get injured here, uh, closer to home, and not in Santa Rosa, yes, you guys, maybe it's time we do some more uh, gorilla flat track. Yes, yes. we gotta find a yes. we gotta find a dirt lot. You know what? It's actually just one over go? fifty yards from I, the curb. I have not experienced this. Can I get a visual? All right, so let me explain. Gravelly, it's been a while. But, you know. Gorilla flat track is when we pick a dirt lot somewhere in town, and we decide <laughs> this is the perfect racetrack. But you'll get busted if you're riding there. So we all uh, gather, get all geared up and ready, and we ride over there and do a quick, like, five-lap race and then get out of there. <laughs> oh, I'm down. Let's do it. And the last time I we did that, I was on your 250 That's Elite. So Liza. You are, and Jim was wearing a kilt with nothing underneath. <laughs> and he cheated. He cheated. Yeah, I just run and put two cones out and say, go! And everyone starts racing. And then we just bomb out of there. That was really fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> they uh, that over. What's his name? What's his name won that race? Craig. Craig. Oh, yeah. Craig. It we was need... me and Craig. And he's on so the DRZ first time, we were successful and got out of there. The second time, a we took too long. security guard but it came was, and threatened to call the cops. It was really wet and like deep grass and, and yes. loose oh, soil. So, so it was mm-hmm. like... Uh, we need to find a new lot, and maybe that will be the place. I have an, I have another one. Yeah, I, I, oh, you I, I, have I, one? Oh. It's kind of like, it's like less than 50 meters away from the current existing one, but it's kind of gravelly. Ooh. Did you say meters? Wow. Sorry, freedom units. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 75 feet away? Where's this guy from? Yards? Ray, Ray, are you in now that you have your... Yeah. Right. Ah, there we go. To what, next Sunday? Charlie? On a GS? That could be interesting. No, I'll use the 6.9. Charlie, <laughs> you, would you yeah, do? I'll, I'll yeah! 
Cat, you want a piece of that? Well, yeah, I just need a bike to do it on. It's <laughs> not quite multi-strider. I saw it. Oh, okay, I'd have to put some different uh, no, tires uh, on You it. can Why? borrow my Elite yeah, 250. No, you run what All you right. run. <laughs> you run what you run. That's, then that's I'm putting the different the tires on it. You think supermotos run knobbies? They have a dirt section. <laughs> yes, I know. I front supermoto. <laughs> Maybe we should start doing more gorilla oh, yeah. racing. Yeah. Where can we do a gorilla track day? It we seems need to a hell go. of a lot safer than some of your <laughs> trail gorilla rides. Track day. Oh, Costco parking lot. Yeah, it was closed on Easter. Hey, Costco parking lot. I mean, Costco is track day. Not, I don't work there. (laughs) (laughs) Costco is is closed on Easter. Well, Well, I've got cones. Hmm. (laughs) Isn't there a local junior college that has a big, big parking lot that we can use? Cabrillo College. I go there all the time. Didn't want to say that. Well, I go, I go all the time, and I go play in the parking lot. Yeah, uh, actually, we've been a couple times where we'll be like, there'll be a cop sitting and watching us for quite a while. And as long as you're not doing anything, they actually want to come and say, hey, nice job on uh, working on your riding skills. Just don't ride across the rocks like someone might have been doing. I don't know what you're talking about. I was having a great time. I was practicing my (laughs) enduro skills. (laughs) Well, and you know what? You know what makes makes a great uh, gorilla motocross track is a construction site. Oh yeah, yeah. Nails. They have you all know, sorts of stuff. Yeah, nails. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of nails. And yeah. As someone who works yeah. on construction sites, I don't give a shit if I drop screws. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you're keeping it me gets in business, old buddy. Them up. Well, there's an empty lot outside of the Wrigley Building. Well, if you worked at Costco, that's you'd where we were. <laughs> well, there's definitely now I that mean, like that's where they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell you what. <laughs> oh, you guys. Now that we got like all the people back in the room, we're feeling like back in the old days, right? Chariot racing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I read your mind. I'm thinking it's time for chariot oh, racing. So chariot racing is where we get two milk crates and they're um <laughs> what? Uh, hear they're, me out. So oh, wait, they're, no, they're, they're, these oh, are hold on. highly customized. <laughs> yes, these are these are very custom. So we get two milk crates and we put um, Harley Davidson uh, brake rotors on the bottom so they I slide. Pictures of no, no, they're they're sitting outside. <laughs> we're behind where you and guys sit. We've seen a picture of you in one of these. Yes. So they've, and they've so, got, but they've got skids on them. Yeah. The, the, so you the, can put your the, feet the down rotors. on the skid. Oh God! You sit on the milk crate. Well, that's old, that's that's new school. Old school is yeah. easier. Own yeah. And then it's got the rotor on the bottom so it slides. Do they spark too when they do it? Sometimes oh, yeah. so you get a toe strap, and there's about ten, eight, eight to ten feet of, and then you get uh, two equally, you know, scooters, scooters, dirt bikes, or mini bikes or something, and you do loops in a parking lot. Oh, uh, let's do it! <laughs> really safe. Yeah. It's, no. it's, well, what we what can go wrong? I still have a video of last time we did that when Liza just tipped over very gently. Oh yes. <laughs> oh no! no when I scooter. ended up in the ditch. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't. There, there have been yeah. injuries before. So oh yeah. A cat so. broke a leg. Yeah, okay. she broke a leg. Yeah. But there are there are videos of this uh, on and, YouTube oh, at, at motorcyclesandmisfits.com. Just Eason search got, racing. Eason got slid under a truck. Yeah. Ow. Moti got dumped off the back. Now there's. And we did clothesline a child when we did it in front oh, of an audience. We also, we also oh. took out a bike at, at the, the dirt bag. The dirt challenge. bag challenge took out a Harley. Yeah, that was oh, the no. same. Thing. There are casualties oh, wow. to this game, but it's risk yeah. versus reward, and it's uh, the reward is very. You know, when I was, <laughs> when I was a mere listener, I used to hear these stories. Too. Yeah, and I thought it was great, and then I've been around here for like almost two years, and nothing of this has happened. So yeah. let's make it happen. We got to get back lies. to our roots, man. <laughs> Uh, well, that then. seems like a vampire thing. Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> well, we've done it at events, but yeah, I think yeah. So I think we can, and I think we got people like Lila who's game to do anything, right? 
Brap. Why not? Fuck it. Since we're talking about becoming better writers and there's more people in the room, I'm going to start looking at people. Yes, I'm looking at you, Matt. So, Matt, have you taken any uh, classes or further instruction? The only classes I've ever taken was the initial MSF course that I took uh, like 20-some years ago when I was a youngin. So I've been looking at classes. I need to, I need classes because my, my writing skills have definitely plateaued. And I'm like, I've been writing for over 20 years, but I don't feel like I'm any better than I was like like mm. a year after I started. So anything, like, I've been looking at my mm. area. There's, a like, the Harley-Davidson dealerships have classes that you can take. And I'm like, not really interested in that. Or I can go, like, all the way to Livermore well, from the area. Hold on, because yeah. that's a whole nother thing that Phil from Cleveland Moto has talked about, um, taking the big Harleys and doing the, what, Jim Connor? No, what is it? The What's it called? The, the Cones? Jim Connor. It is Jim Connor, yeah. Jim Connor, yeah. The... Well, he took like the police training course, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah the police nice training to, course yeah. on a big Harley and learning how to really do like the, the cones slam and the bike slam it down. The yeah, that's yeah. some wild stuff. That's a whole yeah. nother yeah, thing, right? Put that on your list. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say we do in our Road Rider 2.0 Advanced Street Challenge Level 2, we have a whole Gymkhana <laughs> section. So nice. uh, that's been a fun addition for that course. It's a ton of fun for that one. Yeah, I've moved from a from a cruiser bike. Now I'm on a sportier bike. Mm-hmm. So I would like to be able to take advantage of like the greater lean angles and the higher mm-hmm. performance. I mean, I can putt around all day on that thing on the highways, but I'd like to like enjoy the twisties, things like that. All right. Well, let's go to the next. Well, you do have numb nuts, so that should help. <laughs> They're very numb. <laughs> Patrick, what, yeah. have you taken any uh, classes? I haven't, no. Ooh. So it's, yeah, MSF, what? like 13 years ago. So what kind of thing interests you? You've been hearing a lot of different well, things. Well, the here. American Super Camp. I was actually scheduled to go to that in 2020 oh. in Texas, and obviously that didn't happen for, you know, pandemic reasons. Uh, I haven't gotten to rescheduling that, but that's definitely on the books. Um, as someone who rides like the dual sports, and I, I already kind of play with that riding style with like lean on the outside of the bike and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, drop push the bike down into the turn it actually is is sped me up significantly so like there's not formal training that i've taken yet i want to take it more i want to get to the track bike because i have another bike that's obviously well suited for that purpose too um that super duke it's like that i want to no, get no, out no, no. you got to say it right emma tell them how to say it right it's a super duke super duke duke yeah so there's there's Training classes, I, I just haven't gotten around to doing it. Uh, there's a lot of interest out there. I just It's just a matter of time and money putting it together. Um, the one thing that has helped me, though, is in all the time I've been riding, I've ridden with people who are way more experienced than me and listening to everything they tell me. I've, I've had guys who, like, they'll ride behind me and they'll, they'll critique some of the stuff mm-hmm. I do, not with the intent of, like, dude, you're fucking up, but, like, hey, here's some pointers and it'll help you out better. And this is something that I have a neighbor who's just starting out riding and the best piece of advice I ever was given was unlock your elbows. (laughs) And because I was riding with my arms locked and it's Mm -hmm. like I couldn't steer. And it's like, what is happening? And he's just like, just unlock your elbows and and just loosen up on the bike. And it changed the way I rode forever. Mm -hmm. Um, Lila, was there any good nuggets of advice you got yesterday that made a difference? Look and grip. Oh, yeah, like where to look. Um, how to keep my arms loose, honestly, where to sit, how to tip the bike in like to the turn so it gets more traction, like being yeah. being told why something does what it does, why this is necessary, always helps me connect the dots, makes it make sense. Um, yeah, it was 
so much good advice yesterday. So I, I'm losing track. There's there's a lot more that <laughs> I, I mean, can't think of right yeah. now. How many of you are familiar with uh, Harry Wong, Doc Wong? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so I, I started yeah. with him when he started back in the early 90s, <clears throat> and that helped me out a lot. And it's free, and he focuses on one. I don't know if he's still doing yeah, it. Yeah, he's actually. still doing so it. Him, he started it back yeah. up. So, yeah, he, you go in, you, you have a lecture where he focuses on one technique, and you go out and you ride the rest of the day doing that technique. And that helped me a lot. You know, and going back to what you were, Patrick, saying, he, he caught that elbow about 25 years ago. He was riding behind me, and he's like, yeah, your elbows are locked. And I still remember that to that day, and it made a big difference. It really requires a whole shift in attitude that every time you get on your bike, you ask yourself, okay, what am I working on today? Yeah. And you will slowly get better if you just have a focused desire to give. And that type of rider is a different type of rider who's always looking for a way to improve their riding. And they're much easier to have on tour, by the way. <laughs> Mike, come Good. on, man. Oh, and we got someone else. You got me now. on my knees over here. Award-winning Mike. <laughs> Mike, you've been doing more and more track days. How has that been for you? What have you been learning? Uh, don't ride your sport, your sport bike on the street. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is true. A lot of people get slower on the street once they ride on the yeah. track. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Whenever because I, I, I go fast, yeah. I go to the track. Can I just say hello? And uh, I just like because I know this is like an audio experience for people. Yeah. But nobody's really getting to experience this room the way that I just did. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's it's like going into like a fucking sauna that smells like <laughs> fucking mouth sex. Yeah, I came Bidusi. for the bikes. I Bidusi. stayed for the mouth. You don't know what that is. See, Look it up. It's not just me. It's, it's super it's hot rough in here. here. And and these people are putting in the hours right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we've been out in the hot sun all freaking day and we're sweating in here. It's freaking hot. It's rough. But yeah. these um, people are working. And Lila's right? thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I ran out of water. I'm always thirsty. And they got me on my knees. They here, got me Mike. In here on my Just knees. let me you do that I mean? before I put my helmet on. <laughs> so wait, what was your question? So I have a different question. We're moving on to a new one now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going somewhere later this month. Yes, we, we are. are. A bunch of us are going. Oh yes, yeah. we are. And, and yeah. Mike, this is a big deal for you. I know. I'm finally moving up the ranks. You are. We're going to the one show. I know. And last time, Emma brought her bike. Big winner. Yeah. Now she's bringing another bike. Yep. And uh, Michael's bringing a bike. And Mike, yes. you are bringing... Three bikes. Three, Three bikes. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, that is a staggering achievement in itself, Mike. Yeah. That they still but, run, I know. Shouldn't we see the bikes <laughs> so, first before we say that? <laughs> they look great. We've got yeah. five bikes, mm-hmm. but that's not the end of it. We've actually got an artist who's exhibiting art at the one show as well. Don't look at me. Right in this room. It's me again. No! (laughs) And y'all, I got my shit together. I got my business cards made. They're in my pocket right now. Let me know if you want one. Um, So I'm excited to be able to... But do you have a QR code? (laughs) (laughs) You know? That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's about that QR code. Maybe she's got the RFID chip. um, There you go. There you go. But the point is, the grand plan that um, I'm going to try and work on with Mike, because Lila, McCarthy, and myself, and Ellie are all traveling up in one vehicle. You're coming up in your, on your That's own really, method. Dude, I've got a fucking... I get like a... Like a, I get like a limousine. I could take anybody. However, the point is, Mike, 
But I snore, so don't yeah, I know. Sleep with me. Well, I've shared, I've shared a bed with you. Buddy. I know you I were know. the big spoon. We were nuts to butts. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I know you're real good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Still, um, I had to go to a doctor. I went to the doctor. I yeah, to God. exactly. Um, but if we actually show up at the one show together and actually enter together, that basically means we can get a all misfits five, corner. Misfits corner. All five bikes together. Lila's art. In the same spot. That would be mm, rad. I get 12 by 6. 12 by 6. So we Just can. Just for my photos. Exactly. So we can right. actually take over a little corner, maybe put a few chairs out. It's going to be great. Yeah. So, like- and, and Mike's bringing the family. Yeah. And Stumpy John. Yeah, Miss Stumpy's coming. Miss Stumpy's coming. Wow. And Miss- you are. You are. <laughs> Uh, Liza, check it out. I oh. made I made plaques yes. for each of the bikes. Oh, look at that! So, uh, Lucky like, Charms, Captain. Yeah, and Crow. it's got all the stats oh, wow. on them yeah. with the QR and the codes. QR code. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they're like metallic and they pop. So I'm gonna put them right next to them. Is and this then, like, like uh, where, where Californians go to another state and just fuck up the real estate values? Yes. Wrecking the program yeah. a little bit. I, I'm very excited to see the reactions. You know. Uh, right. it, it's a cool event, but um, for anyone coming, and we've already had some listeners saying, like, hey, can I come hang out with you? Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of us to go around. <laughs> Listen, I just want an award. I, wasn't I really invited. just want to win something. You need to, yeah. Mikey, you be Mikey yeah, four that's times. Better than third yeah, place. being a fucking be loser. Mikey you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> no, all, all of Mike's bikes are wonderful. Uh, each of those bikes do deserves an award by itself. You're going home with something. I think the yeah. plaques um, will, will deserve an award. Yeah. So you're bringing um, Captain Crunch, of course. Yeah. Um, you're bringing Lucky, Lucky Charms. Charms. First and the burglar, rip. the, sh- the shovel head. I came up with a name. It's the burglar. The burglar. Um, <laughs> Not the there's banker? no cereal that's black and white. I couldn't. You know what I mean? I've been thinking about it for a while, and I'm like, every kind of fucking weird. You know what I mean? There's yeah. Like a black and white cereal. I was thinking like Cocoa Puffs, but I was like, nah. Cookie then I got to put brown shit on it. You know what I mean? I don't really want to do that. So. Yeah, the burglar. Could be burglar. cinnamon toast crunch. Still yeah, not true. Anyway, yeah, they didn't sparkled. they make an Oreo um, cereal or something like that? Mike, Which one? Uh, Oreo or something? Mike McCarthy yeah, yeah, did yeah, this maybe. awesome oh, sports yeah, yeah. to build Oreo. that's kind of half sports to half sport bike. Yeah. And then I, of course, am bringing up the purple trident. And then um, Lila's doing just this superb photography exhibit. I, and I have something. Yeah, what, are you, what are you doing? I got new stickers made. <laughs> I'll be bringing right. stickers to give out. Lila right. will be doing an interpretive dance <laughs> on Saturday night. I've seen that up? before. Mike, can I suggest I, I will. Count Chocula? Oh, I was thinking about it, but it's just titties. a black and white just bike. Just call it the Count. But listen the to me. Count. Let me ask you a question, because you oh, almost put me in perfect. fucking traction last time we were there. Are you doing the same <laughs> shit? You oh. remember, I was like off of my feet for two days. I did get a massage. I get a chiropractor, the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Are we doing the same shit? And she Walking told me around I was and talking dying to people? Yes. No, but you were like fucking No, hardcore. so this is what but I told you. got you. bad knees. How the so, fuck did you do it? So what we do, what we do is we bring a whole bunch of camping chairs. So if you are going to be attending the one show, look for a- I'll take a wheelchair. Look for a- <laughs> And you push me around. Look for a I'll circle you, of chairs. And that, and I actually, I ordered a banner to go there. Okay. We're, we're not officially oh. at the one show. <laughs> oh, yes, we oh, are. Really? <laughs> but there will be a Misfits Corner, and I did order a banner for it. And anyone is welcome to come over to the Misfits Corner, hang out, take a seat. And I will, as tradition, be bringing night bananas to share. Oh, awesome. well, as long as there's a hot tub at your place. I mean, if you <laughs> fuck my back up again. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I just rode you like a pony. Right. <laughs> oh, my. Between, between you and him. Oh, you know what, Mike? I apologize. I knew the spurs were a little too, went too far. So. <laughs> it was oh. the gimp mask oh. that really got me. I pulled too hard. That's why I keep oh, my head man. shaved nowadays. You know what I mean? You pull too hard. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. And for all of us being there, what? I mean. Oh, I got two words to say oh, about. Just two? Yeah, Portland. Okay. I consent. Okay. <laughs> you remember? You know, if you were there, you know what I'm talking about. Is Bagel coming? Bagel is coming. He consented like a motherfucker. He's right behind that. you. He's right behind you. Oh. Yeah, Bagel. <laughs> and yep, uh, Bagel's coming. And Bagel knows where to get all the good steaks. Okay. No. Steak oh, and okay. There you go. I see what you did there. <laughs> steaks and, and tits. Yeah. Steaks, steaks and tits. Steak, yeah. steak and legs. Steak and legs. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Yo, my knees are killing me. I'm going to sit down. Yeah, you can sit. I just wanted to make sure that... We, Do you want my chair? Gave you some time. You sure? Um, I wanted to get to some emails. we got so many people in there. I don't want to go long on this one. Emma, we got a couple emails yeah. that are to you. So yes. let me start with one. Um, this is from Bjorn Stark. Bjorn, hello. Bjorn. Dear Misfits, I so enjoy your podcast. In Denmark, we have five months winter break, which leaves me with plenty of time to wrench. And you wonderful Misfits are my favorite company in the shed. Aww. Yeah. Oh, that kind of sticking back to the shed. Yes. <laughs> Fred, where's that shed? Anyway, I need advice. I have been riding Japanese as my daily bikes for years. Honda, Suzuki's, and Yamaha. But three years ago, I felt like it was time to enter into the field of European oh. exotica. Everyone mm. goes through that phase. Do you, do you ever see me as European exotica, Kat? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're just pure Emma, darling. Yes. I, I'm an unruly Brit. <laughs> so, um, where were we? I figured a 2009 Aprilia Shiver would be a good starting point. Yeah. I tell you what, that is a very good bike. Yeah. And when it comes to riding pleasure, it has fully lived up to the expectations, as it should. It's a bit rough and quirky, but it's eye-pleasing, got great talk and character. But, and the but is written in capitals, it has had three, well, he's, he calls them engine failures. That doesn't mean the engines have exploded. Um, it's had three failures. The first, a sensor issue. The first time, um, the second time, it was a broken hose to the air sensor, mm. and that will kill that bike dead. There's like mm. a little one-eighth inch hose that is molded, it's molded into 90 degrees, and it just pops off the end of the air sensor, and it mm. stops the engine dead. Wow. Um, and then, um, And then the third time, on your last ride of 2021, he ended up on the passenger seat of the tow truck. And this time, the trusted dealer diagnosed it as a worn and cracked wiring harness. Hmm. This is Ooh. now replaced and the season is about to start. I can't wait to go riding again, but I'm somewhat tired of workshop bills and getting towed. Electronics and red engine warning lights are outside of my wrenching skill set. Questions. Have I just had bad luck or should I give the shiver another chance? Should I sell, sell, sell? It's a Monday model and go buy a monster instead. Should I completely forget about all the ex other exotic bikes I dream of? 
dreams of exotic bikes, cat. Mm. KTM's, Ducatis, Motoguzis. Am I, in fact, um, too reliability sensitive? And should I therefore rightly return to the Japanese bikes again? The problem is that I find a bike a bit hard to find something Japanese with the right mix of character, adequate power, and alluring design. Naked sport bike, any suggestions? Actually, I do. Well, he did not mention Triumph either. Well, that's where we're heading with this. I hope you will take this up in the podcast, and I can't wait to hear how you will interpret a danglish accent. Can can I make a suggestion here? Yes. (laughs) I think that Mike is actually the best one to answer this question. Because (laughs) having um, like an exotic bike or an you know European uh, bike like that, it's just like marrying the pretty girl. Yep. And when you marry the pretty girl... Problems all the time, every day. <laughs> from fucking like the morning to, to Mike. To Mike goes down. Mike, I'm going to stop you there that before you first get mistake. in you any... You went American. You are going to be in so much trouble when you get home. Murray, don't listen uh, to this. I can say whatever the fuck I want. But, Murray, you're horrible. But Emma's going to be on the phone in a minute. I am. So... Um, there's a couple of things. So my dear friend Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. actually has a Dosaduro. And what people don't realize is the Dosaduro and the Shiva are basically the same bike. The Dosaduro has just got longer suspension. It's basically a slightly more off-road version than the Shiva. He bought it new. He's done a ton of miles on it. It has failed once because of that funky hose issue. But it's been a completely reliable bike. So maybe the shiver... Sounds like Marie. Yeah, maybe the shiver is a one-off. The trouble is with European bikes is they are so crushingly handsome. And they ride so well. You kind of forgive say them it, a Mike, lot. Say it, Mike. <laughs> That's a softball right in your direction, yeah, yeah, buddy. I've already, I've already went too far. <laughs> Come on, you're already in the doghouse. You might as well yeah. just take but, a little yeah. deeper. Um, <laughs> But let's talk about sport bikes. Uh, let's talk about English bikes because they kind of bridge a gap. But I feel like you're missing an important point, though, it is is where he lives, right? And like getting bikes, like, like I was going to, the only reason I'm sitting up here is because last summer when I was there, I saw a ton of bikes. But anytime I see a motorcycle, I'm always thinking to myself, like, oh, that guy must have money because, I mean, like, that's definitely like a, 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 like a toy. There, yeah, but right? if he I mean, like, if he can I mean, afford a shiver, he like can afford Spain, a triumph, right? Like people are riding around everywhere. Yeah, it's like a part of their lifestyle. But in Denmark, like owning a motorcycle, especially like an imported one, right, is like. Super but he's already owning expensive. a shiver. Yeah. So I've got. But a he's su- talking about buying a new one, and I'm saying like that's going to be super fucking. No, expensive. he didn't say new. He said new oh. to him. Okay. So I've got a suggestion Used. for you, Beyond. If you like an... That's kind of like Marie. Yeah. Yeah. Newsed. Oh, my God. Oh, no. You guys are all terrible. terrible. If you like naked sport bikes... You'll love Marie. Yes. Try... Oh, my God. Yes, man. This is just... Oh, my God. Keep digging, Mike. Keep digging. Same thing. Oh, open um, you, you invited me back. That's all I'm saying. You said come back. I got, I got a spare bed, Mikey. I got you. Come, come for the mic, motorcycle. Stay for the casual sexism. <laughs> I got a deck on my property. Wow. I could sleep there. You um, know what I mean? Not we, cool. If, if we could navigate back to motorbikes, try um, a street triple or a speed triple. Yeah. Oh, it's the ugliest bike I've ever seen in my life. No. Don't, don't, don't oh, listen. Stop it. The stop. triple. 
It looks unfinished. Oh, Listen, this is my fucking here, thing man. all the time. No. I love me some bikes. And the, the bike, the one that, that Charlie had with the full fairing, beautiful. When I see a sport bike, I think exotic. I think Ferrari. I think Lamborghini, like the 80s poster. Like, that's a sport bike. Right. Sporty. But then you see this Triumph Triple. It's like, where's the rest of it? Yeah, but that's... It's got this fucked up That's the whole idea, though. the small one here. <laughs> but and he like wants BMW a did naked. It good. He but wants a naked bike. that's what you think. That's just no, your opinion, man. That's the man. truth. Yeah. Motherfucker, I'm telling you, this is the <laughs> truth. That Mike. thing is hurting for a finish. <laughs> if you were if you were calling an English bike ugly, I will fight you right <laughs> now. I will fight you. I will fucking fight you. I called that shit up in front of you the other day when James brought up with that fucking bike. I was like, please turn this thing around. I don't want to see the front what? of it. Face it to the fence. My oh, tiger's is, not ugly. This is no. The tiger's I'm, fine. Uh, it's the Triumph Triple yeah. with the, with the funky. The bug eyes. I, the I bug cannot, eyes. It's like I, where's the rest yeah. of it? I, I get a naked the, bike, but the parking lot's gonna be really interesting in about twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're fighting right now. And Queensbury rules. Let me tell you. All right, all right, all right, come on, let's go. Let's go. Um, Prison rules. Maybe give the Shiver another chance. They just those would, Aprilias yeah. are such good bikes. Um, but yeah, I mean, European bikes do require a little more maintenance. We all tend get tend to get spoiled with Japanese manufactured bikes because they are just so damn reliable. There's always KTM. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and, and that's a very reliable well, Bagel's, bike. Bagel's got something to say. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just want to say, on, on this bike, he, he's already fixed the, 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 the pipe that apparently is a problem, right? Yes. He's fixed. He's replaced the, the whole electrical system. Yes. So, so that's not going to be a problem anymore. Yes. So just keep the bike, I figure. You've replaced yeah. a lot of it already. Well, that's what I'm keep thinking. Going, you know? yeah. and, well, we don't you know, have any miles I mean, on it anything, there. Well, yeah, he didn't say. Did he, did he say how many miles are on it? No. No. Well, but, I mean, if you're into it this far, you might as well just keep going because you've replaced a lot of the things that could go wrong. I mean, it's also a good time to sell now that everything's fixed and it's running. There, <laughs> well, Actually, I suppose if, if there's. You know, if there's a market I, for it, maybe. I, I think I think I have the answer, honestly. And yeah, I'm going to bring Marie back around. But here's the thing, because sometimes you realize I want to marry this one, even though it's difficult. Sometimes it just feels right, and I'm going to put up with whatever I got to put up because I love this so much. Sounds about right. Yeah, if you yeah. like the bike. So yeah, sometimes I'm that way with the KTM's. I love it so much. The, the I put idea, up with it. The idea is you grow together. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. All right. Uh, Lila, do you have an email to read? I do. Yeah. Uh, the subject is Ride Keeper Crush. Oh, yeah, our game last week. Oh. Yeah. yeah so Which who, I wasn't yeah, here for. Thank you, Micah, for doing that. So if you guys didn't know, last week we threw a bunch of bikes in, and it was like um, Ride... Yeah, ride keeper because you pulled out three names and you had to get decide which one you ride, which one to keep. Remember, we did that for Douglas with like ten millimeter sockets yeah. and like Jake and, <laughs> and a Ninja two fifty. Right, you right. know, yeah. This one was all bikes, so he has a response to this. This response is from Junior um, Liza. You broke my heart. Oh, <laughs> oh. you crushed oh. the Beamer yeah. like, and then right. like yeah. I knew you would. Why do you all have such an issue with BMW? You all seem to treat all other makes with respect. Then Emma said, crush the ah. Vincent. I almost turned off the show. <laughs> but, 
But Emma redeemed herself. Love the show. I really couldn't turn it off. It's too much fun. See you all one day soon. Oh, <laughs> I think we bag on Harley's a lot more than BMW. JR from Sacramento. Thank you for writing in. <laughs> yeah, John. Th- thanks, thanks, Junior. You got one there. I think I'll I bag on scooters more than Harley's. Uh, well, uh, okay, yeah. You bag on Harley riders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like Harley's, just not the riders. All right, all right. this is from Robert. I don't like Taylor. either. <laughs> all right. Hey there, Misfits. Robert from Florida here. Hey, Robert. I was enjoying last week's show and, and you guys' chat about how the Royal Enfield has been killing it yeah. in the last few years. To the point, late last year, I sold my FZ07 and bought my brand my first brand new bike, an Interceptor 650. Ooh, oh, pretty nice. Bike. I got the break-in service done without any issue, and I've clocked 1,000 miles on the odometer, and I still love the thing. Great. I just wanted to say I'm doing my part to keep the industry afloat, ride safe. And it's a lovely picture of him looking very motosexually at his motorcycle. Oh, kind of say that. Yeah, I want to see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh look how happy he is. Yes. Oh, that's love right there. Yep. Mm. He's, a, he's a weirdy with a beardy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I got one that also has pictures. And this one is good. And this Ooh. is from our friend Cam again. Cam's been writing in a lot. He says, hey, Liza. Hey, last Cam. Sunday, likely about the same time that you were recording the podcast, I was explaining to my wife that I had come up with a design for a modular milk crate system for motorcycle luggage and other accessories. Ah. I had had a hard time convincing her that it wasn't a completely ridiculous idea. Unbeknownst to me, simultaneously, halfway across the continent, you were discussing (laughs) milk crates too. Uh, Monday morning while listening to your podcast, I was reassured that I might just be onto something because we said, time to bring back the milk crates. Milk crates are cool. And in fact, Wu was here with a scooter with a big milk crate on it today. Um, so he asked how you you asked how can we bring back the milk crate, um, and he says he'd made up a prototype uh, that oh, has yeah. locking <laughs> boxes that will mount everywhere, um, oh, oh and the, and you can put accessories on them. And he he made one with a removable backrest. Um, and so after hearing us talk about it, he was further encouraged and he went out and worked on the proto- prototype. Oh, wow. Uh, he's saying maybe even adjustable Every backpack KLR rack getting a woody right and now. a sock drying rack, too. There's so many things you can do with it. Oh, my God. Uh, Does it have a hot dog warmer? He even thought, riding. what about God. a fold-out toilet seat and paper roll holder? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike, you would totally do that. Oh, yeah. yeah, you would. Uh, so <laughs> he started, he sent a bunch of pictures. I'll pass it around. But basically... He has a milk crate with a metal frame in it, so it has a lid and it locks. But because they're somewhat modular, and I'll show on page two, he's got them like all linked together in different. And he had other pictures that he had them on his crash bars, and he's got them all over the place. Yo, I'll pass it around. You better patent that shit. Yeah, needs but more like, needs no. more brake rotor. <laughs> but you I'm know, like, Liza, yeah. I was looking at my milk crates this week. You know, thinking I know. about how to make those panniers. I know milk crates. We got to bring back the milk crates. I just um, love the rocket boxes that you get from so Army Surplus. Those are like great panniers. Um, <laughs> if we're talking about artwork, can I actually? Uh, mention my instagram friend adv bungee who is also followed by cleveland moto who was listening to last week's show about military motorcycles and sent me a message yeah and said the best military motorcycle is a gl 1200 trike ridden by miss emma herself and actually drew it and it is the greatest thing i have ever seen i'm gonna frame it 
and put it up on the wall of Mototown. Nice. It is a masterpiece. It really is. It's it, Constable Van Gogh is nothing compared with this. I absolutely love it. So uh, thank you, ADV Bungie, and uh, congratulations on the artwork. It's brilliant. I adore it. Thank yeah, you. keep it up. Emma, you have one so, more email to read? I do, and this is from our, lo- our long-lost friend, Howardian, who is actually uh, Ian. And oh. greetings from Olympia, Washington. I picked up an Indian ME100 from 1971 this weekend. Oh, Floyd Climber bike. I wondered if Liza or Miss Emma could shine their light on dirt bikes from the California incarnation of Indian. From what I can find, Floyd Clymer was working with a Japanese company, Fuji, hired an Italian company, Italjet, to build and import small displacement enduro bikes for an American company as a means of keeping the iconic brand alive. So, um, Floyd Clymer was a very, very interesting fellow. You might have... Everyone's had a Clymer workshop manual. Um, And he was a publishing magnet. And he wanted to keep the Indian brand alive. And his idea, he tried a lot of things. He tried larger bikes. Um, And he did... The Indian Velocet comes to mind, which was an Italian bike with an English engine in it. Um, But the most successful ones were the little... Indian trail bikes and they came in lots of flavors they came in a tiny tiny little child's bike then 100cc 125cc 175cc and built along very much the lines of contemporary hodakas yes this was in the 70s no yeah in the early 70s 70s. actually gorgeous little bikes they had the most adorable paint jobs on them i mean (laughs) lovely little bikes but it wasn't enough to keep the brand alive um however they were assembled in italy by a company called italjet who made little bikes cool scooters too oh absolutely and it gave Italjet sufficient money, this partnership, to build this thing called the Italjet Griffin, which you haven't seen one is the most amazing incarnation of a Triumph Bonneville engine ever. Wow. Um, I would kill for a Griffin. So, um, yeah, it's kind of one of those amalgamations. The Indian name was kicked around a lot after the company went bankrupt in 55. It was four or five. It was right around the time that Vincent went down the toilet. Um, And it kind of was resurrected a few times since then. I might do a... I was about to say. History hole on Indian after Westinghouse, who were the last owners back in the 50s. Because it is quite interesting. the oven people? Westinghouse owned it? I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The electrical yeah. people, right? Uh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that could be a whole other thing. Yeah, let's let's yeah. do that. Yeah, but um, lovely little bikes and the ME hundred, pretty little thing. It, it actually reminds me. I I don't know if you guys were seeing all the great April Fools going around, but did anyone see the one, uh, the breaking news that Honda bought Harley Davidson? Oh yes, that caused. <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> Um, you could totally do it. If you wanted to. <laughs> so I should add, on the end of this email from Ian, there is an adorable contemporary picture of uh, a gentleman in a yellow shirt talking to a tiny child 
on an Indian, and he. I think the the um, the original ad was meant to show him giving the child sage advice. It does look quite threatening. Um, I think he's saying to the child, "If you don't win this race, I'm going to beat up your mom," or something oh. like that. It's wow. it, it's quite a. What do you make of that picture? So if we raise winners in this house, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah there's not first. If you're not first, you're yeah. last. There, yeah. There's Go definitely ahead, some some passive aggressiveness going was, on in that picture. There was picture. definitely some lead poisoning in that picture. Get your <laughs> ways out there, win that race. The Illustrations with threatening auras. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Well, hey, big thanks to everyone who sent in emails. I also have a big thanks to everyone who's been signing up for Patreon. I've got T-shirts for sale on. Uh, our website, MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com, but I've been sending out more to people who sign up for Patreon right. to get the free shirts. Either way, you get it. So thank you to everyone who's been signing up. You can still go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com and you can click on the link that says, Give Me Your Money. Right. <laughs> I just thought I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> and you'll find Patreon there. Uh, sign up and get a free T-shirt, or you can also go to shop and buy a T-shirt. Um, I was thinking about the one show. Yes. And... In the past, hmm. we've given away things to people by coming up with a, 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 a slogan. A Mike, you remember the year we had people come up to you and say, "Look at me when I don't look at me when I'm inside of you." <laughs> yes, and then one year we we had everyone go up to Emma and say, "Give it the beans," and, and gave give her me beans. a can of beans. beans, and then we donated it to a local food bank. Well, I thought this year, yes. What about Cruising if you can find? Stumpy John. Yes. Oh, God. Because <laughs> Mrs. Stumpy is going to be there. So if you find Stumpy John and say, I'd like to meet little Miss Stumpy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'll give you a sticker or uh, a buff or something special. Yeah. What do you think and, about and I'll that? I'll probably be riding home with Mike. <laughs> or, yeah. So, yeah, just find Stumpy John say, I'd like to meet little Miss Stumpy. And that'll make her feel like she's part of the group. Yeah, because I, it, I think Miss Stumpy should give the stickers out. Okay. Well, it could be a dual effort. Yeah. It can be a yeah. marriage-building effort, John. There we go. I well, that. I was thinking you just keep Team the stickers effort. in your underwear so you can just drop your zipper and reach in. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure this is what they talked about in couples therapy. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad thing for me. Oh, uh, she can reach in, you mean? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Okay, we get All off right. track. So. Hey, and big thanks to everyone for joining no. us again. It's so nice to have everyone sitting in the room and... Um, yeah, We're sweltering yes. our own funk right now. I know, it's like right. exactly. I'm sorry. Um, in this uh, tiny little room. Um, as a final thing, and I'd like to mention it because they both listen to the <laughs> yeah. show. Now you're stuck. As I now. said, um, myself, Lila, and Naked Jim were at Burlesque last night at the Rio Theatre, organized by Rizzo Rogue mm-hmm. and Abraham Lincoln, and they both listen to the show. Hey, and, hell yeah. um, God, you guys put on a great show. That was the best parking lot burlesque wow. I've ever seen. It was fantastic. <laughs> well, if you imagine that really times good. like 20, that's what like the show was. Yeah. And um, yeah, wow. they're great show. So thanks for putting on a good show guys yeah well okay no Liza who put Abraham baby in the corner <laughs> hey I want to again thanks to everyone but I think we're ready to get out of here you we guys are ready alright thanks everyone this is Liza Matt Lila Stumpy John Emma Darling Cat 
Patrick. Bing bong. <laughs> Brandon. Ray Ray. Micah. Motorcycle. Musk. <laughs> Mike. Bagel. And we're, we're out of Stinks in here. <laughs> now let's just stay in here for another hour and we close the window. Smells like cheap moving ass. <laughs>